Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry emphasizing God's unconditional love and grace. We pray that you'll be blessed as Andrew teaches insights from the life of Elijah. And now, here's Andrew. We have a living God, and these prophets of Baal, Baal is not a true God. He's not alive. He can't do anything. And he says, let's just have a demonstration. And the God who can manifest himself and do something physical, concrete, let him be the true God. And did you know all of the people answered and said it was a good thing? You know, I think that there are parallels to our day and age. And that is that, you know, the true ministers of God, I could spend days on this, but in the New Testament, Jesus said, These signs will follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall uh, speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's out of Mark chapter 16. And then down in the 20th verse, it says, So the Lord went with them and worked with them with signs and wonders following. Did you know that the true Word of God will be confirmed with miracles? Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 12, He says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Did you know that the modern day church has tried to explain that away by saying, well, the greater works today are us being on television and radio and we reach masses of people and stuff. I don't believe that that's what he's talking about. But I won't even discuss that. Let's just say, what are you going to do with that portion of the verse that says, the works that I do shall they do also. Jesus went about healing, doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. He saw the dead raised. He saw blind eyes open. And he said that his true ministers would do these things. Did you know if the church was just to stand up and if the true ministers of God said, all right, let's have a, let's have a contest. You say that you've got the right revelation of God, that you're representing God properly. Show it to me. Demonstrate it. Show me the power of God. Show me somebody who's been raised from the dead. Show me somebody whose blind eyes have been opened. Show me someone who's been come out of a wheelchair and been healed of multiple sclerosis or whatever. I guarantee you, if we were to apply this same test that Elijah is doing right here and say, just demonstrate. If you say that you are a true representative of God, well then demonstrate the power of God. And if we were to apply this test today, did you know that there are multitudes of quote-unquote preachers that would just have to get out of the ministry. They'd have to bow out because they do not demonstrate it. They're just preaching theory. And yet the Bible makes it clear over in Hebrews, it says that the Lord was with Jesus, confirmed His Word, and also those who followed Him with all of these signs and wonders. If Jesus, who was the sinless Son of God, and if anybody could ever preach and speak the truth, it was Jesus. And yet Jesus said, don't just believe my words. If I can't demonstrate it, if I'm not doing the works of God, don't believe me. Even though you don't believe my words, believe these actions. If Jesus had to be confirmed by signs and wonders and miracles, how arrogant is it on any person's part to think that today you can represent God without the supernatural power of God, without healings, without deliverance, without changed lives? I'm telling you, we got a lot of preachers today that do not have the power to back up what they've got to say. 
And just as Elijah did and says, All right, to you prophets of Baal, let's demonstrate. You say that you're serving the true God. I say I'm serving the true God. Let's have this demonstration. And the God that can manifest Himself and actually do something, let Him be the true God. Man, I think that's great. You know, I was in a church over in um, Ireland. And this was a church that Smith Wigglesworth used to minister in back in the, you know, the 1940s and stuff. And I was there and nearly every person in there was old and uh, they were in wheelchairs and it was just a sad, sad situation. There was maybe a hundred people or so in this church. And I tried to minister the Word of God and it just wasn't penetrating. And I just stopped in the middle of the whole thing and I said, let's have show and tell. I said, I'm telling you that God is alive. He can do miracles. And I said, we need a demonstration of it. These people needed something. I mean, it was, it was such a dead church that if somebody would have died and you called the emergency crews, they could have taken out half of that congregation before they found the dead person. I mean, these people were sitting there in their wheelchairs. They were falling asleep. It was just bad. So anyway, I got up and I said, let's, let's see the demonstration of God. And I started praying. God gave me a word. I spoke out that somebody had been grieving. And uh, then I called out this woman on the front row and I said, God shows me that you've been grieving. You've lost somebody who is close to you who died and you've been blaming God and thinking that it was God that caused this. When I said this, I didn't know any of these things until after, but that was like... I forget the exact details, but it was either the pastor's wife or, or a relative of the pastor or something. And they had had a fire and she lost her husband and all of her children. And she had her grandchildren with her. She was having now to raise five grandchildren because the parents had died and this had just happened. And there was no way for me to know this. But I started calling this out. And when I said that, man, the people came alive. I had their attention. And I started praying for people and I saw people come out of wheelchairs. I saw blind eyes open. We saw great miracles happen. And I'm telling you that this is the way that the gospel needs to be preached today with signs and wonders following. We need to be bold in our proclamation of the gospel. And sad to say there's just not the boldness on the believer's part that there needs to be. But Elijah was bold and so he called them together and he gave the prophets of Baal every advantage. He says, you pick the bullock. In other words, they had first choice. They got to go first. He gave them every advantage. And so it says here in verse 26 that they took the bullock which was given them and they dressed it and called on the name of Baal from morning even until noon, saying, O Baal, hear us. But there was no voice nor any that answered, and they leapt upon the altar which was made. You know what leaping upon the altar was doing? They were, this test was, let's put this sacrifice there and call on your God, Baal, and I'll call on my God, the God of Israel, to answer by fire. And the one who sends fire, in other words, they couldn't put any fire under it, but the one who answered by fire, if fire fell from heaven, then that would be the true God. And so them leaping on the altar, what this was, it was them in a sense, saying, Baal, please send your fire. And they would even leap on the offer and offer themselves as a part of this sacrifice. They were asking fire to fall and they were saying, I'll even give myself as a sacrifice. See, this is the way that false religion always operates. False religion doesn't just approach God based on what Jesus has done and simply appropriate and receive 
the miracle, but instead they have to offer themselves as a sacrifice. They have to put their own works. God, because I've been fasting, because I've been praying, because I'm holy, would you please move? That's what false religion does. A true minister of God doesn't sit there and offer his holiness and his godliness and he doesn't have to make his sacrifice. It's not him that's moving God. He just is the minister of God. He's just a mouthpiece. He's just responding to what God is doing. And so it says in the next verse, verse 27, It came to pass at noon that Elijah mocked them and said, Cry aloud, for he is a God. Either he is talking or he is pursuing or he is in a journey or peradventure he sleepeth and must be awakened. <laughs> Man, I love this attitude. Elijah mocked them. You know what? This isn't politically correct. Today, even many ministers of God, many of the representatives of the Lord Jesus Christ would never say anything that could ever be taken in a way that is hurtful, harmful, or something like that. You know, I love people. I'm not out to hurt people, and I don't think ministers ought to be mean and vicious, but I guarantee you, I am not ashamed of proclaiming that Jesus is the only way. And if that makes somebody say, well, you're saying that my religion is wrong? Yes, that's what I'm saying. It's the truth. And there's ministers that won't say that. You know, I've seen some ministers who I know are born again. I know they love God. I, I believe that they are good people. And I mean, they have huge influence. And I've seen them interviewed on some of these talk shows, secular talk shows, and one of the things that will often be said is, are you believing that Christianity is the only way to God? Are you saying that people that live in these foreign lands and worship some other way, that they are going to hell? And I have seen ministers, godly, well, I don't know if that's the right word for it, but they're true, born-again people, but they, they won't say yes. They won't say yes, there is a hell. Yes, people that don't accept Jesus are going to hell. And they won't say that because it is not politically correct. But I'm telling you, this is the message of the Bible. There is a heaven to be gained and there is a hell to shun and there is only one way to God and that is the Lord Jesus Christ through the atonement that He made. And the people who are worshiping Buddha and Muhammad, they are not the same. There are even some Christian ministers who are saying the God of Islam and the God of Christianity are the same. And that is not true. They are not the same God. They misrepresent God. God is not into jihad. God is not into killing the infidels. This is not the true representation of God. I don't hate anybody. I'm praying for them. I'll reach out to a Muslim, to a Buddhist, to a Hindu, but I'll tell them the truth. And I'm telling you, Elijah here, he mocked him. Maybe he's asleep. Maybe you got to yell louder and wake him up. Maybe he's on a journey. You know, and he was mocking them. There's a lot of Christians that wouldn't have this attitude today. And this is recorded in Scripture. This is a godly attitude. God confirmed it by sending forth the fire and causing this miracle to happen. So it says in the next verse, in verse 28, And they cried aloud and cut themselves after their manner with knives and lances uh, till the blood gushed out upon them. 
You know what they were doing? Again, it's the same point. They leapt on the altar. They cut themselves. They were offering their own life as a sacrifice. They were trying to get Baal to move by somehow or another, you know, sacrificing themselves, offering all of these religious observances. Sad to say there's a lot of Christians today that still have this same mentality. That's all the time we have for today, but be sure and tune in again as Andrew continues to teach on the life of Elijah. Take the opportunity to learn valuable life lessons from the Bible and avoid the school of hard knocks by getting Andrew's complete series titled Lessons from Elijah. It's available in either a CD or DVD album, a book in either English or Spanish, or in a study guide. Each of these valuable resources is available for a gift of any amount. The third audio teaching in today's series is titled Holy Fire. It's available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give, but if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide this third CD free of charge. Our address is P.O. Box 3333, Colorado Springs 80934, or call 719-635-1111. Again, that's 719-635-1111, or go to our website at any hour at www.awmi.net. We hope to hear from you today. Hello, this is Andrew Womack, and I'm the host of the Gospel Truth radio program that has been airing on radio since 1976. But we have just canceled our radio programs. I'm sad to do that, but I think that that's what I had to do. And I want to let you know that we still have our television program available, heard all over the world. We have so much ministry material available to you on our website. There's just a number of ways that you can still take advantage of the truths that God has given me. So go check it out. You can go to awmi.net on our website, and it just has all kinds of ways that you can still continue to receive. So God bless you as you continue to grow in your relationship with the Lord. Gospel Truth Radio is changing to Andrew Womack Recorded Live. Starting in November, you'll now hear the full teaching once a week. Don't forget to tune in 